God puts within us great things to accomplish. Along the way, there are always obstacles. But just as God has given us the work to be done, He gives us a way through all that comes against us. We just have to believe. In part two, Pastor John Carter teaches us how to know with absolute assurance that with God, nothing is impossible. Never give up. Welcome back, my dear friend. We're talking today about never give up, never give up, never give up. In the first segment, I was telling you the story of how God raised up 3ABN, how God used a carpenter down in southern Illinois. Then I told you how we went to Russia. The big campaign in Nizhny Novgorod was held in the year 1992. Now, the leaders of the church in Washington gave me a call. They said, we want you to go to the city of Gorky. We know that you thought you were going to go to Moscow. No, no, we, we want you to go down the road to that city called Nizhny Novgorod, the old city of Gorky. I said, we're on our way. I said, now, have you got some money for the budget? Oh, no, they said, you've got to pay for it yourself. I said, I, I'm, I'm just a poor pastor. How does a pastor pay for a great evangelistic campaign? The leaders of the church told me, you better, better just find the money yourself. So I went up to 3ABN on a Thursday night. And Beverly, my, my wife, was praying all the time through this situation. God, help us to get this money. We've got to raise all this money for this great campaign. And we don't, we don't have any money. We sort of feel a little bit like Abraham and Isaac. We, we want to bring forth this child, but we just don't have, we don't have the money. But then I, I read this text. I'm going to read this text to you. Then I'm going to tell you the story. Listen, Romans chapter 4, 18, 19, and 21. Let me, let me get it right here out of my Bible. Romans 4, 18 and onwards. It says, who country to hope, in hope believed. Hey, hope's against you. Hope says it can't be done. Hope on, hope on. So that he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. <laughs> That's an old man. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, totally dead. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And Danny Shelton interviewed me on a Thursday night. I still remember it. 3ABN was still a new television station. But Danny said, by the grace of God, we are going to be your partners in this tremendous enterprise and we're going to open the telephone lines. We're going to open 
20 telephone lines and we're going to invite people to send their money to the Carter Report so that we can go ahead together and we can preach the word. What happened? I just want to tell you folks something. We saw the great power of God. And when I got back to America and when I visited Australia and I told people these stories, many of the people just looked at me and they shook their heads. They said, the man is crazy. (laughs) They said, those things don't happen anymore. That's why people today don't seem to believe that God can take that which is dead and turn that which is dead into something which is alive. We saw, as far as the actual Russians were concerned, we're not talking about imports, people being brought in. We're talking about Russians, atheists being baptized. We saw the largest baptism in the history of Russia. We saw thousands of people walking out into the cold waters of the Volga River and being baptized. Danny Shelton was there with me, supporting and helping. And this was repeated for year after year, thousands and thousands of people coming through the power of God. And Danny Shelton is a person who's got faith and he's got a vision. (laughs) You don't want to say to Danny, Danny, it can't be done. Because Danny sort of just doesn't want to listen to people who are, you know, just wet blankets and saying all the time, it can't be done. Right after this great campaign, after we saw the power of God and the thousands of communists and atheists baptized, he said, where, Brother John, are you going to put these people? Where is the church? We had no church anywhere in that part of the world that was capable of seating these people. Danny and I went out and we found a building. Let me say Danny really found the building. I just was there for, for the ride. He found a building that looked out, looked like a bombed out building from the Second World War that had been built in the process of being built by the communists for the Soviet youth, for the communist youth. But the Soviet Union had collapsed and the building was just a complete mess. Now an old man who'd come along on the Carter Report team, we had a little team of about 50 people. Most of them were old folks. And there was an old man there. He came up to Danny. He said, I understand you want to build a church. You want to build an evangelism center? Yes. We feel this is the plan of God. He said, I want to give you $100,000. And that $100,000 was the deposit on the building. That was just the start. It took years, trials and tribulations, but the building went up. And today, listen to this, it is the largest Protestant building in all of Russia. People said it could never happen. But Danny said, I believe in the God of the impossible dream. 
I believe in this God too. I believe in the God of miracles. I say to you today, never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Why is the gospel so often opposed? Wayne, thank you. Let me try to tell you just a little bit about some of the things that happened in the great city of Los Angeles. But firstly, I want to read again Romans 4.17. As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Hey, please. Let this sink down into your mind. God calls those things that do not exist as though they do. God saw that Sarah and Abraham were going to have a baby. That baby did not exist, but God saw this baby as a living baby, the father of the Messiah. Okay, here's your question. Why is the gospel so often opposed? I've discovered that the gospel of Christ is often violently opposed. It's often opposed even by good people, so-called good people who are not in touch with God. There are people who are members of the church and very pious people And whenever they see an obstacle, they give up. You've met these people. They're on our committees. They're on our boards. Their biggest accomplishment is to stop something, not to do something. They think the essence of piety is to shipwreck something. They don't understand the power of God. So let me tell you what happened. And, you know, this this is something that I'm going to tell you. We saw the tremendous power of God in the city of Los Angeles. But we also saw the most bitter opposition to the preaching of the gospel that we had seen anywhere, anywhere in the world, and that was including Russia and Ukraine. But we were blessed in Los Angeles because we made a decision that we would put our faith and our hope in the God of the impossible situation. Why were the meetings closed down at the Shrine Auditorium in downtown Los Angeles? I believe in the agency of evil spirits, don't you? I've read my Bible through and through many, many, many times. I believe in the agency of evil spirits. I believe that evil spirits conspired with evil men to close down the meetings in the Shrine Auditorium. But I also believe in the God of the impossible situation. Beverly was praying with me. Beverly had a vision from God. I'm not talking about the prophets in the Bible, but God put a vision in her mind. 
And she said, out of these ashes, God is going to build something wonderful and beautiful. And out of this apparent defeat that was brought about through the agency of, of evil spirits, God raised up a new congregation. And God used that congregation in partnership with 3ABN to take the gospel to the Russian and the Ukrainian people and people around the world. My friend, I want to say to you, never give up. Always believe because God's timing is perfect. What seems to us to be an impossible situation is an opportunity for God. Are you saying that God likes impossible situations? <laughs> well, it seems like it, doesn't it? Seems a bit like it. Here you got old Abraham, pardon my sounding a little reverent, but there he was. There's old Abraham, he's a hundred. And there's Sarah. I think she's about 90. I'm telling you, it seems to me to be quite an impossible situation. But the Bible says, God calls into existence those things which are not as though they were. Our big problem is our lack of faith and our lack of hope. I want to say to every person watching the telecast today, we have no concept of the greatness of God's plans. God is so much bigger than we are and God has a tremendous vision for every one of us. It says, who against hope believed in hope. This hope is not wishful thinking. This is not, when it talks about faith, this is not faith in a man's ability or his, his ability to preach or his ability to raise money. No, no, no. It is faith in God. Jesus said, with God, all things shall be possible. Therefore, I say to you today, and the Carter Report says it to you today, we say it to you today, whatever your circumstances, never give up. Never give up. Never give up. What is the story I've heard about the priest in Russia who disrupted your meetings there? Well, that's quite an amazing story. When we opened the meetings in the Palace of Sport in the old city of Gorky, at that time it was the third biggest city in Russia. I love that city. When I go there, I almost feel at home. <laughs> so when we got to the auditorium, the Palace of Sport, there were thousands and thousands of people everywhere, tens of thousands of people standing outside. There was an old man crying out in Russian, I've waited 70 years for Jesus. Please, in the name of God, let me inside. The people were smashing down the doors and they were breaking the windows. I'd never seen anything like this. This was the mighty power of God. But when I stood up to pre preach, a group of Orthodox priests had, had organised 
for a group of ruffians to come and throw smoke bombs on the stage. And so these smoke bombs were going off and, you know, the audience was crying out to me in Russian. They said, keep going, keep going. They said to me, never give up. They said, keep on preaching. I kept on preaching. And the pastors were running everywhere with big buckets and pouring the buckets of water on the smoke bombs and putting out the fires. It was exciting. It's the sort of meeting I'd like to have. Most meetings are completely dead. You go to meetings in most places in the Western world and the meetings are completely dead. But in Russia, these were not dead meetings because God was there. But this persecution was organised by a priest, a member of the hierarchy. Let me read you this text. Ephesians 2, 1 and 2. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who is now at work in the sons of disobedience. But I'm going to tell you something amazing. As that priest, that persecuting priest, Listen to the preaching of the word of God from these poor lips of clay. The spirit of God got inside him and he gave his life to Christ. (laughs) He was born again and he was baptized. Listen to Ephesians 2, 4 and 5. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses, dead like poor old Abraham. He made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Listen to me. There's nothing deader or more barren than a human heart without Christ. But God is not defeated by a dead human heart. The God we serve, my friend, is not some little God. He is the God of the universe, the God who gave his son to die for us on the cross. This God can change human hearts. Never give up on your loved ones. Are you listening to me? You've got a loved one who's wandered far from God. You've got a loved one who is in rebellion. My message is, nobody is too hard for God. Never give up on a loved one. Never surrender to the forces of Satan. Have hope and believe in the God who works miracles, the God of the impossible situation. Have you seen many lost men come to Christ Every person who comes to Christ, every person who's born again is as big a miracle as Sarah having a baby uh, when she's about 90 years of age. But I'm trying to get this message through to every person today. I'm trying to get you to, to lift your horizons and no longer think as carnal men and women, but to think in faith and to think in hope 
and believe in the God of the impossible dream. Many years ago, we went to the great city of Manila. Beverly and I were pastoring at the great church in Sydney, the great Oronga Church, which in those days had an active congregation of well over a 1,000 people. At least half of those were young people. It was my privilege in that church to preach from my heart and my soul the gospel of Christ and see people come to Christ. While we were there, we had a challenge with many of these young people who were dead in trespasses and sins. They were living in one of the most affluent cities on the face of the earth. Affluence is not conducive to spirituality. My wife Beverly had a vision from God. She said, John, we need to take these young people and take them out of this environment of affluence and worldliness and take them to a third world country where they can experience the power of God. And so through the providence of God, we went to Manila and the young people, Beverly and I and some of our friends, we raised the budget. The church doesn't help you under these circumstances to have a budget. God helped us through our people and through our friends to raise the budget. When we went to Manila, we saw the tremendous, tremendous power of God. I went into a, a great prison and I spoke to young men on death row who were going to be sentenced, who had been sentenced to death. I took my friend, my old friend, Dr. Graham Bradford. I went into that place on death row and I poured out my heart. I believe that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Would you like to know why today the church is in such a state of impotency in the Western world? Do you want the truth or do you want politics? Here is the truth. The truth is that the gospel has not been unleashed upon the world because of our lack of faith. That's why we say it doesn't work, it can't work, it will never work. It will never work with a person who believes it can't work. So I preached my heart out to these young men who were going to be put to death Then we took them into another room where there was a trough of water. Graham Bradford and I and a Filipino pastor got in there and we baptised those young murderers who were weeping and crying as they embraced Christ. My friend, nobody is too hard for God, believe me. I have seen so many marvellous, marvellous, marvellous events. I've seen members of the mafia in Russia come to Christ. I've seen many members of the Russian mafia, the toughest people on the face of the earth. You think you know tough? You ain't seen toughness until you've seen the Russian mafia. 
I've seen these people come to Christ. I've seen a man who fired his gun into the belly of a, an opponent and fill it up with lead. I've seen him come to Christ. I've seen so many of his followers come to Christ. I believe, my friend, I don't believe that any person is too hard for God. Is there anyone that has too hard a heart for God? Coldness, blizzards, shining faces, people accepting Christ, thousands being baptized, seeing spring come. Spring is a miracle. Spring tells us that after death, there is life. All of these things have convinced me that God is, a, is alive and well on planet Earth. He loves to take that which is dead and make it live. Therefore, I say to you, believe in the God of the impossible. Have hope. Have faith in this amazing God. Therefore, whatever your circumstances, I say to you today, in the name of the Lord, never, never, never give up. Because of the current crisis in the Ukraine, spiritual programs have all but vanished. There's an overwhelming hunger for the Word of God, and to respond to this urgent need, the Carter Report has pledged to build a media center. There is a building in a safe part of Ukraine that needs to be finished. Lights, cameras, sound and editing equipment will be purchased and installed. This center will produce Bible studies and church services. Also, radio and Christian TV programs that can be viewed on digital devices. Here are a few of God's soldiers on the battlefield in Ukraine. Dear Pastor Carter and uh, your team, dear friends uh, who support us in this very challenging time for Ukraine, for us it's a big relief, huge encouragement that we can stay here and can dream about future steps in our mission to share gospel of Jesus Christ. We appreciate your prayer support. We appreciate your donations so much. We really dream that here in this place will be a very good uh, studio for Chernovsky, for Ukrainian at all, where we can share the gospel. Please continue to pray about us, about our team, about Ukraine, and we will pray for you. Thank you very much. These people are compelled to move forward in faith. Let us all, in God's grace, move forward with them. We are asking you, supporters of the Carter Report, to help heal the hearts of Ukrainians with the Word of God. Please send your contributions for the Ukrainian Carter Report Media Center to our website or to the address on the screen. They need peace. They need hope. They need the Word of God now. 
For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.